I assure you that What is up? Another episode of the Common Chaos Podcast. I'm listening to the new Dance Gavin Dance, or watching the new music video called Midnight Crusade. I fucking love Dance Gavin Dance. They're seriously one of the best bands of all time. My top five for sure. Music videos are always very creative, always very intense. They all have like twists in them, turns, Easter eggs. It's great. Speaking of Easter eggs, I hope everybody had an awesome Easter. We're going to talk about that. That's on my list. I like it. It's good. It's a good music video. It's a good song. Artificial Selection is their new album coming out on Rise Records. Go pick that up. That wasn't a plug. Oh, it was a plug for Dance Kevin Dance because they're a fucking awesome band. But obviously not a paid plug. I'm not getting paid by Rise. Rise Records. Hey, if you want to sponsor me. I like music. Common Chaos Podcast. Anyways, what is up, everybody? It is the Common Chaos Podcast. I am back again uh, with another solo episode. Um... Yeah, I'm going to keep doing these solo episodes as often as I can because it's just keeping me primed. And I, I do have guests, I promise. I have friends that want to come in here and I have people that want to talk to me. I swear. Uh, but I just don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it's cool. We're going to keep this keep this uh, boat afloat. Um, I hope you all are having a good morning. It is Thursday, uh, 8 after 10. I'm in the studio down here um, in Austin. Living my truth. Uh, speaking of that, you can get your Live Your Truth stickers over at commonchaos.net. Check that out. Um, yeah, got some new designs and stuff going up there. The the whole shebang. It's getting done, man. Uh, yeah. All right, we're going to get right into this bitch because a lot has happened over this past week. I talked to you guys last week, put an episode out, and uh, we covered uh, like the mental health uh, game and my trip to California and a bunch of other different little side topics and a whole bunch of shit has happened in the past week, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, this is a week of curveballs, as I like to call it, uh, starting probably since last Thursday when I recorded. Um, for me personally, I had a uh, tooth that was just my mortal enemy. A filling fell out of my tooth, and I was obviously just being a bitch about going to the dentist, so I was dealing with it, and something happened. I think I cracked my fucking tooth. And, um, but anyways, I've been in excruciating pain for like the last week to the point to where I had to make like an emergency dentist appointment that I hate, and I fucking hate the dentist, but I've been really good about trying to keep up on all that bullshit and make sure that I'm being a responsible adult. And I just this horrible pain in my mouth and my jaw. And I wasn't able to fucking do a thing. And so I switched my shifts around at work, got a bunch of bullshit done and made this like last minute emergency dentist appointment, went in there with the intent of like having an emergency root canal, like on the spot, get this fucking thing out of my mouth, <laughs> whatever you have to do, went in there and they're like, we got to pull that bitch, pulled it, 
Oh man, I've never been so relieved. I feel so. Oh man, it's a complete. Oh, toothaches? I wouldn't wish that on my mortal enemy. It was a part of my stand-up routine last week. I said I had a toothache, and I hope ISIS doesn't kidnap me and ask me for secrets, because I'd give them everything. Like, they wouldn't even get near my tooth. I'd just give them whatever secrets they wanted. Uh, or whatever government, Russia, whoever came after me. Um, God, it was hurt so bad. So that's done. My mouth isn't, like, back to normal yet, but I feel good at least. Whew, that was a rough one. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this past week, a big theme, unfortunately, that that is uh, that is just it's hit in a bunch of different ways, and it's and it's difficult. But uh, death has been a big theme of this last week, and I know that's a real harsh turn, um, but I'm trying to go in chronological order of just how things happen. Um, so this past week, uh, my old jujitsu instructor, Professor Ramon Diaz, uh, passed away. He was shot and killed, and that was devastating. It was obviously just out of left field. Um, and the entire community in like Palm Springs has been affected by it. If you guys are out there uh, and you're listening to the show, I love you guys. My support goes your way. Um, and I encourage everybody to please donate to Ramon's family. They have uh, several things up on Facebook, GoFundMe. They're doing a ton of fundraisers. They're doing a ride along. They did one jujitsu seminar. I believe there's a couple more planned. Um, they've, they've got a bunch of things that are, that are there to support his family. So please, if you guys can contribute to that, they have t-shirts that are being sold, um, that have the Palm Springs Jiu-Jitsu logo on it. Um, beyond my connection with Ramon, I, I, he was my Jiu-Jitsu instructor for years and, uh, impacted my life in a way that nobody else, nobody else could. Uh, he is an amazing man, but he, I mean, there are people that are devastated by this. So please, anybody that can help go do what you can. Um, and yeah, I know thoughts and prayers don't really mean a lot, but, uh, my energy or, or, or my, my feelings are for everybody out there that's affected. He was an amazing person, an amazing man. And this was obviously, uh, just fuck man, a horrible thing to fucking happen. And I hope they catch the, the person that did it. Um, I don't really know too many details other than it was uh, one night outside, of, I believe, out in front of his house, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Fucking sucks, man. So, yeah, I hope everybody out there is doing well and, and coping and recovering um, as best as they can. And, yeah, if you guys can help out to help out his family, uh, go and do that. Um, so then on, on top of that, uh, Becca's grandma passed away, which hit her real hard. And, um, I think that was something that was, I think expected. They, she went out there and saw her recently. Um, but still it's, it's death, man. And it, when it comes in, in little waves like this, it really puts things into a different perspective. And it just got me kind of self-reflecting on, uh, obviously the times that I spent with these, with these individuals, um, because you do, you want to, you want to relish in those moments and appreciate that time that you had with these, with, with, pe- with people in general, um, you know, but I've always been one. And this is actually something that Becca did um, when her grandpa passed is they got the whole family together and um, obviously had like the, the funeral and the recession and things like that. Um, but it was more of like a celebration of, of her grandpa's life. And it, it was a t- it was a chance for people to get together 
and share stories and laugh and enjoy themselves because they know that that's what uh, well, that's what he would have wanted. And that's something that I love about Becca's family is how they appreciate life and how they celebrate life and, and one's journey. And that obviously her grandma passing away, you know, I, I love you guys. And it's just, it's funny, man. When these things happen, it really puts weird perspectives in front, right in front of your face. And you're kind of forced to deal with it and you're forced to kind of sit back and either let it fuck you up, let it, you know, you're, you're going to have your, your morning period and your period where you're, you're sad and, and, and you're, you're going to go through those stages, but you can be strong through those times too. And you can be aware and you can be, um, just tuned in and, and understand that this is just a part of life. And that's something real hard for me to grasp is, and we've talked about it several times on the podcast with different people. I'm, I'm afraid of death, not necessarily the act of dying. Like dying doesn't scare me. I know I'm going to die. It's the, like after the fact. Uh, brand new has a lyric that says, I'm not afraid of death. I'm just scared of what comes after. I'm not scared of death. I'm just afraid of what comes after. And it's true. It's, it's, uh, like, oh, and then he go, he says, do you, do I get the gold chariot or do I, f- uh, float through the ceiling? And it's, what is, like, what comes after that? And then obviously we're never going to know until it happens. And we may not know because consciousness shuts off and there may be no acknowledgement of death, right? It's just DMT flooding your brain and you have a good time on your way out. Who knows? Um, point is it happens and it puts things into perspective that, uh, as you get older, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna hit you a lot differently. Um, and so having these things happen, uh, it's, yeah, I was able to sit back and think about a lot. And so I've philosophized life, I guess. And I say philosophize because I've been listening to a podcast called philosophize this. You guys should check it out. It's all about philosophy. Um, and so a lot of the topics I'm going to touch on today are going to be along the lines of yeah, just life and, and, and good messages and how, um, yeah, how just lessons can be learned through things like this that happen. Um, so I'm going to try to tie all that back together. And then there's a bunch of other crazy shit that just, that's just happened, but it's been a fucking weird week of curveballs. That's what I've been talking about. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a heart attack. Uh, and come on guys, are we just losing everybody that's good? Like, I don't understand an emergency or or, I'm sorry. It wasn't a heart attack. It was emergency open heart surgery. I assumed that he had like some sort of cardiac arrest or some sort of issue with his heart. And that's why they went in and did that. Um, but he's doing good and I guess he's recovering. But again, people get old, people die, people die randomly. It's fucking weird, man. And it's scary at the same time. But it should, if anything, encourage people to uh, try to understand life a little bit better. And that's why we're going to try to get woke. What else happened? Um, there was a shooting at YouTube. Um, it was a female. Yes, it was a female. Uh, it happened Tuesday. Uh, she went to the San Bruno um, headquarters in California. And I guess was trying to shoot at her boyfriend, shot herself. I don't think anybody else has died. I know that four people were injured in the hospital, uh, three with gunshot wounds and another one with like an ankle injury or something like that. Two with gunshot wounds and an ankle injury. Um, yeah, fucking crazy. Again, it's shooter and it's female. Uh, you don't see that a whole lot. It was, I think, a crime of lust. I think she was going after her boyfriend. Who knows? Maybe. She, oh, she did claim that YouTube was censoring her videos. I don't know what kind of video she was putting up there. Um YouTube and Facebook right now are going batshit crazy with uh, just how they're implementing these new privacy 
regulations and rules. Um, and I talked about that last week, uh, Facebook and needing to be attached to Facebook and hating it. There's a Vice article. Um, let me get the name of it. On Vice.com, there's a Vice article that's entitled, I think it's like 43 reasons uh, that are, life is hard for millennials or some obscure number like that. Nevertheless, uh, it's an article that points to a lot of relevant facts, and one of them being how we rely so much on Facebook, yet we hate Facebook. And I just, I mean, obviously, I just discussed that. Um, but it's true. You know, businesses are ran off Facebook. Uh, connections with friends and family members that you may not be connected with on a regular basis is all done through Facebook. And they're, they know it. People know it. It's this weird addiction that people have, and there's just not a whole lot you can really do about it. But they're still just being really weird with how they're changing like all their policies and their regulations, and I guess it's for the the better? I, I don't know. I know that they're being looked at very, very harshly by by everybody, pretty much, just with what they're doing as far as how they're going to go back and rewrite the rules for third-party applications and restrict them more. And I feel like this is just one of those times where, oh, hey, don't do that again. But it's a lot deeper than that. I don't think the... There needs to be, in my opinion, like a uh, social media responsibility training or like an ethics training people need to understand what they're getting into when they when they do put their information on social media and what the possibilities are um and i mean i guess there already is there are you know there already it's out there if you don't know the how to responsibly be a part of the internet then you've got to go back and learn because it is there's a proper way to conduct yourself and a proper way to there's etiquette there's etiquette that's there and there's responsibilities you have to have and there's things you have to know and I'm not, I'm not mad at Facebook for doing what they did. I'm just disappointed <laughs> like that parent. Uh, like you don't have to, you know, be schemy with getting information and, and selling it to people and trying to make a profit off of it. You don't have to do that. Um, and that goes a lot with how the world works right now. Um, and so I was listening to that Philosophize This podcast, and they were talking about structuralism. And with these laws and rules and regulations and everything that's in place right now within the uh, infrastructure of like the United States and how things are ran, it's structured, right? It's all structuralism. And uh, in this, there's this three-part ep- series, or this three-part episode of Philosophize This that talks about um, it talks about culture and structuralism, right? And in the first episode, you have to listen to them in order, but in the first episode, they say that structuralism is defined by culture and the changing of culture impacts not only the structure, the structuralism or the structure of uh, societies and economies and, and nations, but it, it, it basically, to change culture is changing the way... Um, it's, it's basically you're kind of entering the unknown when you like, so let's say, say for example, um, our political system, right? One of the things on that list of millennials that's making life hard for people, blah, 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 was uh, that people are finding out that the United States version of democracy isn't working and the political system's not working, right? To change that entirely is to just like reconstruct 
not just that system, but every other system that ties into it because the political system runs so deep, especially here in the United States with the way you can, uh, corporations can be involved and people can be involved in lobbyists and, and how money is used and how revenue is made and things like that. It's so intricate that you change that system Everything else is going to change, and that's what prevents the initial change to take place, if that kind of makes sense. Um, and that seemed to have been a theme that's been going a lot this week as well. I listened to the uh, Eve Edwards' uh, Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about how the country needs to start treating itself like a community. And there needs to be, there needs to be like this disruption of imbalance between the um, middle class, the high class, and the low class. Uh, there needs to be... Uh, a better, I don't want to say distribution of wealth, but distribution of assets and resources, and or not assets, but distribution of resources and um, and opportunity. Really, like you, that that equal that equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome, is very very important. And they talk about uh, Rogan and, and Edwards in that podcast talk about how. Um, you could just be born into a situation, so you're not even at the starting line with everybody else. You're like three pace. You're like three, you know, a hundred yards back behind the starting line, and you have to ca- make up ground just to get at the starting line with everybody else, and then you can take off. And that goes with anything. If you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to start a project, if you're trying to do anything in life, that's just you're putting yourself in that position where you're starting from scratch and you need to go. And people, unfortunately, have lives that start like that. They have lives that they're born into where they're immediately 100, 100 yards back from the starting line and have so much ground to make up before they're even at the even keel that everybody else or that the majority of the population's at or the majority of people are at. Um, and again, this isn't just for here in the United States. This goes for worldwide. So I'm not trying to make it like a, a U.S. thing. Um, but we happen to emphasize that in different ways than other people do, I think. And and there's that disruption that's going on. There's that, that back and forth little... You know, there's, there's the fight going on. People are marching. People are upset. People are angry. People are speaking out. Um, and I think that the 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 changes that are going to happen on those little micro levels are that can impact the macro. They they need to start taking place, and they're 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 happening. But I don't think a lot of people know about it. So something that I wanna I wanna highlight and I wanna point out that I think is gonna help a lot of people feel better about situations when it comes to uh, just what's going on as far as society, you know, laws, whatever. If you wanna feel like you're making a change, and I know a lot of people feel like they aren't making a change, um, there's there's normally after they pass bills or they announce that they're gonna be making changes, there's what's called public comment. Uh, they uh, this became really really popular with the whole net neutrality thing, right? People were allowed to contact their congressmen and their representatives and say, "Hey, we don't want uh, to support net neutrality, or whatever, or what have you. We want to, you know, we want to make sure that net neutrality is 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 what it's supposed to be, and yada yada yada." You could basically speak out against it or for it, but it, it allows the public to voice their opinions and to go and say, "Hey, we don't support this because we're supposed to be the ones that have the power, right? Power by the people, right?" So. For the people, by the people, government, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. And, you know, people say, oh, the media is out there to distract you and news is out there to distract you. And if you've been following along with the mainstream media right now, you have probably seen that Sinclair video that's coming out, all the um, news stations that are owned by Sinclair Media, and how they were given that script about fake news and uh, reporting real news and... Uh, all this other weird bullshit, deep state weird bullshit. That is a perfect example of how you're just fed on a regular basis at a low level level and a high level, uh, local level, national level. You're fed 
little different things to just kind of keep you uh, minding your own business so maybe some laws and some shit can get through the cracks without you really knowing about it, right? This is my conspiracy theorist in me coming out. However, uh, as, as weird and as conspiracy theory as that sounds, it's true. There's a, there's a period of time where the public can speak out against what they want to support and what they don't want to support. And not a lot of people know that. Anyways, the... Um, yeah, so with that public commenting period and with the, the talk about how the country needs to be positioned more like a community and out to help each other and things like that, I think that really dialed in on um, how we perceive things, right? And I was talking about earlier about how death puts a bunch of different perspectives right in front of your face and you're kind of forced to deal with them and you have to either get through it or suffer with it and blah, blah, blah. Um, when you start realizing that... Um, there are these things like public commenting or there's these ideas for like universal income or there's these, these uh, the March for Your Lives is a big thing right now. They're, you know, things are trying to be changed. Things are trying to be uh, broken down and reconstructed in a better way. But there's, there's this resistance to that. And I think that resistance comes from A, obviously rich people not wanting to lose their shit or have any less of an opportunity than they already have or who knows point is there needs to be a change to a bunch of different things on on a, on a grand scale right um and these are a couple points that i think need to be thought about and i kind of want to throw them out there because i don't know if a lot of people really think about this uh or these things uh but i want them to kind of sink in uh think about them what you will pick a side uh do your research please and understand uh what you are taking in but I encourage people to, uh, to listen to, to uh, what is going on around you and to pay attention and to dig deeper for answers on any of these topics that you feel might be important to you. Uh, and I don't know, if you feel like that you support one of them heavily and you feel like it can change uh, the system or it can change your, your community or your immediate uh, group of friends or your workplace or whatever, if you think that... Uh, one of these topics will impact your community for the better, uh, then you should take the time to um, get involved with one of them because that is where change starts. So those topics are universal health care. Okay? A bunch of countries have models that work successfully. I think that that's something that the United States can have, especially when it comes to care for the elderly um, and for people that aren't employed uh, by companies that offer health care. You know, um, yeah, I think that's important. So universal health care is a topic that I think we need to get involved with. I should probably look into uh, universal income, I think, is a good one as well. Uh, there is a presidential candidate for 2020. His name is Andrew Yang. Uh, he is an entrepreneur and uh, has been involved politically recently. I don't know if his history goes back too far, um, but he's running for 2020 and he believes that he can get a thousand dollars a month type of universal income system working and that's one of his big uh selling points to his campaign uh so if you feel like you want to be involved in politics at all or that's important you are i mean to me right now it's the current system that's in place so we might as well utilize it but let's make sure that we're utilizing it responsibly he's a candidate that i'm going to be paying attention to because he's got some ideas that i think are going to work uh towards that change that we're all asking for um i have a real funny smash mouth reference too about that we're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, depopulation. Hey, I said it. Uh, depopulation. Yeah, listen, I think that uh, healthcare in general, with the change of healthcare, that's going to come with the change in, um, 
in just our human evolution. And uh, this is going to be a weird kind of roller coaster twist I'm going to throw into this. But um, in the Eve Edward Joe Rogan podcast, they were talking about um, like narratives, right? And I've always been talk- talking about narratives for like the longest time. Uh, and one narrative that I love talking about because it grinds people's gears is the narrative that you have to get married and have kids, right? That has to be your life plan. You have to grow up. You have to reproduce. You have to get married. You have to have kids. Carry on your family legacy because it means something. I don't know about that. I'm not sold on that. I don't believe that you have to have kids, get married. Uh, I think marriage is just like this legal thing that fucks people up, especially now that uh, divorce rates are so high because lawyers want to get paid. Divorce lawyers need to make money too, right? So what are they going to do? They're going to help you get divorced and it fucks people's lives up. Um, You know, and people are bringing kids into the world that I don't think need to be brought into the world, especially in the conditions that the people are in that are bringing the kids into the world. And it's, it's, again, comes down to being responsible, comes down to um, taking care of yourself and uh, your loved ones and making sure that you're uh, impacting your the immediate surroundings positively and you bringing babies into this world when you shouldn't fucking be doing things is not a good idea. Uh, so responsible, like, uh, prevention, you know, I think with the change in the healthcare system, we're going to be able to dial down, uh, population issues, people fucking and having ungodly amounts of babies. We don't have need to have that many people on the planet. Uh, we can dial it back a little bit. Um, I'm not calling for like a mass, killing or anything like that not calling for anything weird i'm just saying hey guys uh male birth control uh there's a one in europe right now that just passed a bunch of tests and they're i think doing a u.s trial study right now i might have to sign up for that one um but hey male birth control um you know a little bit more lenient regulations on abortions yeah i said it i hope people fucking hear it too we need to talk about abortions abortion that's another thing you should talk about um get in your head make sure that you think about that because it's important i guess i don't know um but the point is these things oh yeah and here's a little statistic for the population um as i go through my notes in 1985 there was five or well in 1955 there was 2.7 billion of us on the planet in 85 there was 5.5 billion of us on the planet and now it's 2018 and there's like 7.3 billion of us on the planet that's a lot of fucking people um so yeah we could definitely dial that down i think um life after earth this is another topic that i think is important because uh we're gonna go to mars people uh if you're my age 30 and no unfortunate shit happens you're probably gonna see somebody land on mars uh elon musk wants to colonize mars and he recently talked about how he has a structure in place for a government on Mars, um, it's not going to directly match any government that's on the uh, on Earth. It's not going to be a copy, but it's going to be like this um, this panel of people, I believe, like a kind of like a Jedi Council, right? Um, on Mars, and he he has ideas for that, and he wants to basically create a new system that would work on Mars with the first colony that's going to be up there. And it got me thinking last night. I was thinking about this. Um, we're, we're going to experience that. We're going to experience uh, life on another planet, but it's going to be us and it's going to be on Mars, right? And there's going to be, like they've already talked about how the first people that go up there are going to die. Like there's going to be some unfortunate accidents. It's going to be like when when we discovered America and started building up buildings and fucking trying to make our own government and do our own bullshit and we get America, hey! So 
the exact same thing but on Mars. So we got to make sure we handle that responsibly, and that's important. You know, we're going to want to make sure that the right representatives are are making the right decisions, and not just here in America, but around the world, because it's going to be Mars. I can't imagine that we're going to fucking separate Mars from the rest of like if it may not even be us. I know the America's getting there, um, and obviously I think China's on their way up there, but. You've got to fucking, I know Russia's balls deep in space too. We got to make sure that humans are going up to, to Mars and maybe that's what it'll take. Maybe we'll all go on Mars. Maybe it'll be like people from every country, right? Every ethnicity and nationality and everywhere all up on Mars. And then we'll realize that we can get along and everybody's fine and hunky-dory and dandy and we live happily ever after. But no, it's not supposed to happen that way, right? Yeah, according to the Bible, no, there's got to be Armageddon. Anyways, going on rants, guys, because I think these things are important. Religion, we should talk about that a little bit as well. Um, the power that religion has in the political system is very important. I think people need to pay attention to that, particularly the right. Um, not that I'm calling sides, but hey, uh, there are also people on the planet that believe there should be constant wars between cultures because of biblical texts that's life so that's a real thing that happens uh, in <laughs> right people are fighting because of books tell them they need to fight uh so yeah i think that's something that we should also pay attention to um and death as always uh so the philosophy the philosophize this that episode that i was talking about earlier um it kind of got twisted into uh a message about life right and how uh, our culture and what comes of it is defined by values and defined by uh, people's, you know, beliefs and books, right? And what they believe and what they what they strive for. Um, and something that was brought up on the the Rogan podcast, the Philosophize This podcast, and in a, in a newsy discussion about Martin Luther King that I was listening to, um, is how to how to help the having a, a, a purpose in life to help. Um, a lot of people, uh, balance, try to balance that, um, helping people and, and doing their part to, um, you know, make your community, make your social circle, your, your environment, whatever it is, make it better. Right. We hope that people have that, that responsibility in, in mind and they're conscious about that. But to do so on a level that is like impactful, like people, I think, do that on a very small scale or they'll keep it personal maybe because people don't want to gloat or maybe people oh i help people or don't want to wear like that flag constantly uh but i think it's important to also encourage people to help and i think it's important to maybe speak up a little bit more when it comes to uh creating like a community around certain topics or a community like if you're passionate about whatever it is gun control anything that's going on right now poor life abortion whatever encourage people to uh to get involved and to to want to make a change, but please do so with like a responsibility, um, and with with an intent to have a, a, a an understanding and and a, a change. Don't do so. And I and this goes to my logic class that I was just in. Um, well, obviously it was about arguments and how to properly dis have an argument and with proper premise and a proper conclusion and how the premises must be true. Therefore the conclusions must, must be true. And it also goes into, um, people basically refusing to argue because of, of, a 
of a fear of being wrong or a fear of 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 maybe learning something that they were afraid to learn and having it be true um and that's scary like i think people living that way is is very scary and people need to learn that being wrong is okay and that failing is okay and that uh truths are are truths and once those are presented to people it can fuck their world up and much like death I think when people are faced with these weird truths, they're forced to reflect on themselves and their beliefs and their values, and they're forced to to have to change. And they don't want to change, so they go back to their distractions, and they go back to their bullshit. And I don't think that's good. Um, yeah, that was a very heavy message this week philosophy and life and and just where world where life is going and i look at my place in my community and in and i don't know if i'm contributing as much as i should i probably should contribute more um but i also i mean no excuses everybody can contribute more everybody can and if people are inclined to do so they definitely should but they also should encourage people to do so and there's nothing wrong with trying to encourage people to be better Uh, i know people kind of have this when you come in with like a good attitude and you're smiling and you're happy and everything's good and everything's all right and you don't mind what the world throws at you because you know that it's just life and that's what happens uh people that scares people too Uh, but that's there's nothing wrong with that i think you should encourage people to to uh share that same energy and yeah it's been a weird week, people. Curveball week. Yeah. A lot of weird shit, man. A lot of weird shit that's happening. And I'm just sitting back and kind of enjoying the ride. Not enjoying it. I mean, enjoying life, I guess, as best I can. Um, there's a... Something I was going to talk about and kind of wanted to end on as I was reading. I was on Reddit, the Austin subreddit, which is gold. Oh, man. I fucking love Reddit. That's my favorite place. Uh, there's a, um, there was a, a sign. So Austin police on weekends, they shut down 6th Street down here. That's our downtown area. They shut that down. Uh, so cops line, or not line the street, but there's cops all up and down the street just to kind of maintain order, right? Make sure nobody's killing each other. Uh, and they ride horses a lot of times for whatever reason. And the horses shit everywhere. And there was a sign on Reddit, a, a picture of a sign there was a, a horse shit, somebody had stepped in the horse shit, and then there was a sign in like a yard behind the horse shit that said, I'll clean up my dog shit when Austin police start cleaning up their horse shit. And uh, to me, that was just the wrong perspective. And if I can, again, we're talking perspective and the whole rant that I just went on about change and, and, and encouraging people to uh, be involved and you're, you yourself getting involved, um, kind of wrapping that up with a nice little bow that is a perspective that is incorrect in my opinion and here's why let's say that what i was talking about with uh social issues and issues that are going on um that's the that's the situation of the dog shit right and that gentleman is angry that horses shit and they don't clean it up so he doesn't feel like he has to clean up his dog shit. That doesn't solve the problem. What solves the problem is cleaning up your dog shit 
while making a point that the police should pick up their horse shit. And then, like, I mean, you could probably go and say, hey, it would be awesome if they would pick up their horse shit after themselves so nobody steps in it. It's weird. You guys ride horses throughout the street. There can be some cleanup effort. There, It can be handled better than I'm not going to pick up my dog shit. Why are you fighting like that? Why is that your response? That's, a, that's my point. That's a bad perspective to have. You not picking up your dog shit isn't going to make people pick up horse shit. Pick up your dog shit and show people why picking up shit is important. <laughs> like that's like that's what's that's my point, people. Just make it make sense, please. I know I don't make sense a lot, but fuck, man. <laughs> like in your decisions, please think critically. I don't make sense on a podcast because I'm talking to myself and I hear myself echo and I'm alone and this is weird to do. That's why I don't make sense because I'm nervous still. Fucking twenty episodes in and I'm still nervous when I do this, especially by myself. It's weird. But when you make decisions like that, come on. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, life. I love it. Um. All right. So we talked about. Um, we talked about. Oh, so the tooth thing. I did take away a lesson from that. I'm gonna wrap this up here. Um, short podcast. I'm gonna try to put another one out here in a day or so. Um, but uh, yeah. So my uh, my tooth. That was the universe telling me that I'm a glutton and that I have an eating problem. <laughs> and I don't know I gotta deal with it I do man I eat way too fucking much food and that was the universe going yo bro knock it the fuck off and you know I I'm very I, I try to be as health conscious as possible I try to stay in shape I work out I fucking grind and obviously like my tooth I wasn't able to work out I would lift and I, my head would be throbbing just cause the fucking pressure and it was fucking inf- it was infected and yeah so it it, it stopped me from uh doing workouts and running and doing anything being active really i couldn't even run with the fucking dog outside because my head would start pounding and so i would fucking eat that's all i would do would fucking eat food and because i was stressing whatever anxiety and so that was the universe telling me that i'm a glutton and so i'm gonna just try to have a better diet yeah my point is you can take life lessons people and turn them into lessons that you use yourselves that is another i should have i should have prefaced the show with that and been like hey you guys are gonna learn about lessons today lessons lessons come from many different things they come from death they come from life they come from uh important people in your life uh like your jujitsu instructors and your grandmas and your friends and people you meet on a one-time basis and you just life is full of lessons i guess and you have to just keep learning i'm just gonna be cheesy sound bites the rest of this episode uh it is 1101 i gotta wrap this up um yeah i'm gonna have my buddy forrest in here pretty soon i know i keep saying that i'm gonna have guests in here but uh i'm not dealing with like a booking agent and people that do this full time i'm dealing with just regular joes like myself um but I love having these discussions and I love picking people's brains and I know that they enjoy doing it. So they will be on. It's just a matter of schedules matching and um, what have you. But I am starting a Patreon and what that Patreon is being started for. And I hate being the guy that tries to sell shit and be like, hey, look at me. Ironically enough, I'm in sales and I hate it. Um, but yeah, I would like to do this more often. I'd like to be able to accommodate people to do this with me. I'd like to be able to uh, have people come and stay with me, um, help. You know, I have a bunch of friends in California and a bunch of friends around the world. I, I mean, I've, 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 you know, I try to network as much as possible. So I meet a lot of people and I would love to be able to have someone come down and sit on the show and 
um, do this with me and fly them in and whatever and do this more often and put out better quality content for you guys and put out more merch for you guys because that's what I enjoy doing. So I'm going to start a Patreon um, and hopefully I can be able to start doing that and uh, I will never try to unwillingly get you guys to give me money or get you guys to give me money unwillingly. Um, but I'm going to start that to try to support this project and keep it going because I love doing this. Um, yeah, then that's all I'm going to talk about. Um, I have changes on the website that are happening currently um, that are going to be happening probably for the next week. New merch, things like that are going to be up there. Uh, I'm going to start doing, I don't know if it's going to be a common chaos attachment or if it's just going to be me on my own, um, but it's I'm going to start doing pre-fight and post-fight analysis on uh, any any combat related sports um, so my first one's gonna be tomorrow I'm gonna try to do it live on Facebook um, and keep it to like 10-15 minutes before the fight I must do it with Bellator uh, and then Bellator kickboxing is immediately after so I'm gonna I'm gonna cover that as well I'm gonna cover Bellator and Bellator kickboxing after the Bellator kickboxing event probably maybe Saturday morning even um, and then obviously Saturday before UFC 223 Gonna talk about that and then post fight talk about that. Main event has changed. It is now Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Max Holloway, not uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson was injured on April Fools, and it was not a joke. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that and eventually transition into a fight companion with my buddy Alex Assad, who does the um, the what is it called? The pirate something. I don't know. He does a podcast and I don't know it. And he's in a fucking working class pirates. There you go. Um, yeah, he does working class pirates. We're going to do a fight companion podcast, uh, hopefully next week. Uh, but that's eventually what we're going to do. So I'm going to be putting out some MMA related stuff, combat sports related stuff. Um, keeping that going. Uh, got new merch designs up on the website or they will be up on the website. They're not up there now, but they will be by the, uh, beginning of next week. We also have, um, Actually, I think that's it. I think that's all we're doing. Uh, I will be back, guys. Thank you for listening again. I hope this show was enjoyable. Um, Yeah, I ran to my raves. I love it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.